Back for another round of the show about the Southeast. This is y'all. I'm John, and we're glad that you could join us here on a Tuesday edition. We've got the latest with COVID-19 to pass along, including some incredible measures being taken, of course, around the entire country, including Florida. Florida going to war against Alabama, it seems, and we'll tell you about that. And also some good news for the governor, Ron DeSantis of the Sunshine State, and and all this horrible news that we've got to pass along. Some good news, at least for the governor of Florida, that we'll share in our headlines as we walk through what's going on around the southeast today at this beginning section of the show. Later this hour, we've got our Southern Political Report. Although things have kind of cooled down on the political front, we do have some polling numbers to pass along as well as more information on the passing of the senator from the state of Oklahoma, the former senator who passed away, Dr. No of Congress, Tom Coburn, who passed away over the weekend at age 72. We'll have information about that in our political report coming up in the next segment. Before the hour's up, more talk about coronavirus coming from microbiologist Dr. Dean Hart. He joins us and he shares his insight on it. This is a guy who's got multiple medical degrees and one of the things he does besides microbiology, he is, he's an optometrist, and he'll share his unique take on the coronavirus and how to possibly remedy the situation. Dr. Dean Hart coming up later this hour on today's Y'all Show. In hour two, we started off with a look at some of the sports headlines going on across all sports, from golf to tennis to what's going on with college sports, all that to start hour two. And then our barbecue barrister will be on Matt Herman's. And we'll actually go back into the archives a year ago for an interview that we had with him about barbecue. All that coming up in hour two of today's Y'all program. If you'd like to connect to us, we'd welcome that. Our number is 803-816-1170. And you can find us on the web at y'all.com. Our Facebook page is at y'all show. Also, you can find our website at y'all.com. And we're just all over the place giving you plenty of great Southern talk. And if you're not able to listen to us on your local radio station, or if you have us on your local radio station, but you need to take a little break and maybe catch us up later, you can do that so easy. All you have to do is, if you have the following apps on your phone, find the Y'all Show. And those would be the iHeartRadio app, the Apple Podcast app, or the TuneIn app. And all of those have Y'all right there. Just search Y'all Show and like us, follow us, share Please share, share to everybody. That's how we make this thing keep on growing. Looking at the headlines across the Southeast, as we said, Florida is taking drastic measures to stem the coronavirus' spread in the Sunshine State. And now checkpoints have been set up at the Florida-Alabama line, as well as vacation rentals in Florida have been stopped for two weeks. Governor DeSantis of Florida said that this will be happening as Travelers stopped as they come into the Sunshine State. The measures are aimed specifically at those coming from the hard-hit states of Louisiana and New York with checkpoints set up on Interstate 10 and Interstate 95. People stopped at the checkpoints will be asked to provide information on where they're traveling from and the address of where they'll be isolated for a 14-day quarantine period. The prohibitions do not cover commercial delivery trucks coming into Florida. Florida is already requiring air travelers from Louisiana, New York, and New Jersey to self-quarantine for 14 days. And as we said, vacation rentals in Florida have also been suspended, as Governor Ron DeSantis said the order came as the state has experienced an increase in individuals fleeing to Florida from out-of-state locations where shelter-in-place orders are being implemented and community spread exist. 
There are exceptions to the order, and those exceptions include hotels, motels, resorts, and timeshares are exempted, and visitors can finish their trips if they're already in place. Extreme measures being taken, of course, all over the country, but right here in the South, specifically even in the Florida Panhandle, you're seeing drastic measures as states are trying to defend against the spread of the coronavirus. Now, one positive thing to pass along for Governor DeSantis of Florida, he and his wife announced their third child as he and Casey DeSantis had the daughter over the weekend. And it's a new baby girl for the DeSantis. Mamie is the new child, and we are excited about that. As Governor DeSantis and Casey, again, this is their third child. She weighed in at 7 pounds, 4 ounces, and was the smallest of the three that they've had. The older siblings, Madison and Mason, the governor says they're excited for their new baby sister. So congratulations to this bundle of joy and i don't have i know it was over the weekend i don't have the exact date now mamie is the first newborn in the governor's mansion of florida since eric henry the son of governor claude kirk was born in 1970 the couple's son mason was born in march 2018 and their daughter madison born in 2016 so an amazing thing there for florida in a time of loss and a time of uncertainty to have a newborn baby born in the state of florida for the first family a a very positive story to pass along now a lot of people are learning how to cope with this whole coronavirus shutdown and unfortunately our school kids most of them are already being told it's going to be well into april possibly the whole spring semester you're not going to go back to your traditional school and that's causing problems from around the country specifically in areas where it's hard to get wi-fi And even though some school buses have Wi-Fi on them, a lot of children, as they get these homework assignments, they're not able to connect to the Internet as easily as some of the kids who may live in a a city or town. And we're seeing that more and more. In fact, it was on Monday. I actually tuned into a Zoom meeting of my own fourth grade son's class, and I saw... Uh, I saw the interaction with the kids. The teacher did her best there. It was only about 15 minutes they were on the call, and you could see all the different kids as parents were invited to tune in, as I did. And it wasn't the most educational-friendly exercise. I thought the teacher had them go grab something that was special to them and show it to everybody else. Maybe that would just help bring a little comfort to the thing. They're also getting – kids are getting assignments – digitally and people are doing the best they can i mean this is not just grade school kids that are having to adapt and have these internet assignments our colleges around the southeast are also pretty much shut down throughout the rest of the spring some have even announced they're not even going to have summer school this summer which is a huge huge blow economically to a lot of schools but it all comes back to again some of our areas you have really poor internet service you may not even have internet available to some of our youngsters and that's causing a problem now that it looks like all of these schools are pretty much going to be shut down for at least another month and how in the world is a kid with very poor internet service or no internet service going to be able to keep up with this thing going on right now that the kids are being forced to stay home a unfortunate thing but If you know how to help out, let's say you've got a family near you and your internet signal goes over to their house and you're not sure if they have internet or not, you know, not now might be a good time to be a good neighbor and offer that service. Maybe you've got an elderly family near you that they don't have the internet and that's a way for them to perhaps keep up with the world and maybe keep up with loved ones. And if you would 
just do it through the window even just say hey here's my wi-fi if you uh, have any idea how to connect here's here's something you could do to try to get through this mess we have a huge mess as we all know going on right now now to an update on a story that has nothing to do with the coronavirus this is a story out of georgia as a grand jury that had a uh, they were looking at a 1946 lynching case in which two black couples there were killed and the 11th u.s circuit court of appeals in atlanta ruled this week 8-4 that federal judges don't have authority to disclose grand jury records for reasons other than those provided for in the rules governing grand jury secrecy it was in july 1946 that roger and dorothy malcolm along with george and may murray dorsey were riding in a car and a white mob stopped them at moore's ford bridge and that overlooks the Appalachian river that's in walton county to the east of atlanta the mob dragged the young black sharecroppers to the river's edge and then shot them to death the slayings ended up getting national attention shock in the world the fbi descended upon this town 15 50 miles this this county which i think walton county might be monroe i think is walton county monroe georgia anyway 50 miles east of atlantis where we're talking about and after a investigation more than 100 people reportedly testified before a federal grand jury but no one was ever indicted and people have been asking and wanting for a long time the federal government to pursue this but this panel now ruling that court records the jury records from this lynching can't be released i'm not sure if this case is going to go silent but more information i'm sure is still to be gathered there in walton county georgia another town in georgia in the news in cartersville deputies agents and investigators went to a home there and found five people dead sunday afternoon the bodies were located inside an apartment in bartow county in the cartersville area officials responded to a home for an unknown problem which was later determined to be a death investigation names and ages of people who died not immediately released but it looks like a horrible scene there five people dead inside this apartment in cartersville in the state of georgia and some positive news to wrap up our headlines from across the south here today good old dolly parton we've had a rough couple of days in the country music world we lost joe diffie at age 61 to the coronavirus on sunday grand Ole opry star jan howard passed away the oldest member of the grand Ole opry she passed away on saturday at the age of 91 and now a great country music singer and grand Ole opry member dolly parton she's in the news because what she's doing to help kids out and right now when we're all just stuck inside and especially if you got little ones they're stuck inside too chances are your little ones in certain portions of the south are familiar with the imagination library that's a service dolly parton puts on and sends free books to youngsters all over the south all over the country and dolly just announced that starting on thursday at 6 p.m eastern i think maybe five central you might want to check on that i don't have the time zone starting thursday evening we'll say the imagination library official social channels that dolly parton has she'll be reading a children's book for a bedtime in a series entitled good night with dolly and i've actually seen the preview of this and dolly's laying in bed with a book and it looks like something pretty fun good night with dolly will feature dolly reading stories from the imagination library books all carefully chosen for their appropriate content at this moment in time dolly says this is something i've been wanting to do for quite a while but the timing never felt quite right 
I think it is pretty clear that now is the time to share a story and to share some love. It is an honor for me to share the incredible talent of these authors and illustrators. They make us smile, they make us laugh, and they make us think. Dolly Parton and the Imagination Library. Some of the readings that Dolly will include in this this series is Lauren Long's There's a Hole in the Log on the Bottom of the Lake, Anna Dudney's Llama Llama Red Pajama, the own uh, Dolly's own book, I Am a Rainbow. I didn't know she had a book like that for kids. I Am a Rainbow is one of the selections. Sophie Hens, Pass It On, Patty Lavelle's Stand Tall Molly Lou Mellon, Steve Breen's Violet the Pilot, Floyd Cooper's Max and the Tagalong Moon, Matt De La Pena's Last Stop on Market Street, another book by Dolly, of course, this is the title of one of her most famous songs, Coat of Many Colors, and Waddy Piper's The Little Engine That Could. In addition, the documentary about her imagination library, the library that Dolly built, it will be open nationally the week of September 21st to commemorate the library's 25th anniversary dolly parton's imagination library it is an international book gifting program that mails free high quality books to children from both from birth until they begin school no matter their family's income and many of you will say yes we have received those books i know that when my child was young we got the books out of nowhere we didn't request it they just they just started showing up and it truly was an incredible gesture from dolly parton and if she hasn't received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and I'm sure she has, but if she hasn't, President Trump, when this is all said and done, we need to give Dolly Parton our highest civilian honor because she deserves it for this reason alone. Forget the great songs and the great entertainment. Remember, she just lost her singing partner last weekend, Kenny Rogers, passing away. And and we know that this latest kind of change for the Imagination Library, having these good night stories now from their matriarch dolly parton is going to be a welcome thing in this time of great uncertainty great job tennessee's own dolly parton that wraps up our look at headlines across the nation here and across the southeast specifically when we come back on the y'all show we've got a quick southern political report to share with you the latest polling numbers and other news in the world of politics don't forget before the hour's up dr dean hart will be coming on he's a microbiologist and he's going to share his thoughts on the coronavirus all that right here on y'all talk with a southern accent Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. 
My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. We're back on y'all. This is the show that covers everything Southern, and that includes... Well, political talk from time to time, and I know most of the political pundits have kind of been shut down over the last two weeks with the virus outbreak. But I will tell you, according to RealClearPolitics.com, their latest poll averages, in case you are into that kind of thing right now and you need a, a little stress relief, why not focus on politics? And right now, if you look at the race between, let's say, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, if they were to go head to head, according to Real Clear Politics, the latest poll averaging, Joe Biden's got a six and a half point edge over President Trump with a 51 to 44.5 polling average nationally. Now, if you break it down state by state, we'll focus on three battleground states. Trump has an edge in the state of Florida with a 49 to 47.7 lead over Joe Biden. There's a statistical tie in the state of Wisconsin. Joe Biden's got a little bit of an edge, 47.3 to 43.5. That's 3.8 points ahead of President Trump in his native Pennsylvania. That The latest there. As far as the delegates, though, it looks like Joe Biden has kind of captured that, although not official at this point. But Joe Biden with a clear lead in the delegate lead, according to Real Clear Politics, 1,217 compared to Bernie Sanders' 914. Bernie Sanders, essentially, because of the virus, has pretty much vanished in the last two weeks. I know he's still doing some virtual stuff, but he's not able to hold rallies. President Trump's not able to hold big rallies and it's just one hot mess going on with the COVID-19. Now, when Joe Biden is, we assume, going to get the nomination for the Democrats to be president, he's got to pick a running mate. He's already announced that he's going to have a female be his running mate. And CNN's kind of come up with a list of a couple of candidates, 10 people they list as possible running mates, female running mates for Joe Biden. One is the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Grisham. She was elected governor in 2018, Democratic leader of New Mexico. She's on the list. The mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Bottoms, she's on the list. At 50 years old, she could be a good change from a 77-year-old Joe Biden who might just be 78 if sworn into office. Another potential running mate with Joe Biden is Tammy Baldwin. She is from Wisconsin, and she's openly gay, and she is the U.S. senator from the state of Wisconsin. Stacey Abrams, the failed president, failed, well, I'll call her a failed presidential candidate. She's already said she's going to run in 2040, but she, the failed governor's gubernatorial candidate in the state of Georgia, 
She's on the list because she checks off several boxes. She's on there. Tammy Duckworth, the senator from the state of Illinois. I was reading about her the other day. She's a woman who grew up in Hawaii, I think, primarily. I know she graduated, got a degree from the University of Hawaii. But she was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. And she lost her actual her, her leg, maybe both legs, but at least one leg, when a rocket rocket propelled grenade struck her her helicopter. And she went on into politics, and she's been serving as Illinois's, uh, I guess she's a junior senator from the state of Illinois, Tammy Duckworth, a potential running mate for Joe Biden. Another one is another senator, U.S. Senator Catherine Masto of the state of Nevada, a potential running mate, a woman who's been in the news a lot in the last couple of days, Gretchen Whitmer. She's the governor of Michigan. And, of course, she and President President Trump have been chirping at each other, and she's a potential running mate. Elizabeth Warren, also a potential running mate for Joe Biden, according to CNN's article. I doubt that would happen, but she's certainly somebody that could end up being on the ticket. Then you have Amy Klobuchar, who did a great job with what little effort she was able to have since she was always running in fourth or fifth place usually. But she she performed above and beyond expectations, the senator from the state of Minnesota on the list. And then the other senator and the likely pick, if CNN had to guess, would be Kamala Harris, the U.S. senator from the state of California, as she is the first. She would be the first black woman and first Indian American woman on a national ticket if chosen. And a lot still to be determined. But Kamala Harris, who also had a failed presidential run, a potential running mate for Joe Biden, according to this article at CNN.com, an article penned by Chris Saliza. Up next, more news to tell you about in the world of politics. Mark Meadows from North Carolina's far western congressional district. The border It borders Georgia and South Carolina there in western North Carolina. And he's been a guy that you've seen on television a lot over the last few years, a, a staunch advocate of President Trump. Well, he resigned from Congress on Monday and now is going to start work as President Trump's official chief of staff. This North Carolinian takes over for a South Carolinian as Mick Mulvaney moves over to take a role in the Northern Ireland embassy. I think something like that, some kind of obscure position for Mulvaney, who had been the acting chief of staff. But now this great if you like his politics, Mark Meadows, who's done a, a great job at least promoting President Trump over the last few years, is now going to be President Trump's official chief of staff starting today. A passage from the weekend to tell you about. As Oklahoma's former U.S. Senator Tom Coburn passed away at the age of 72, he was known as Dr. No because he often went against even his own party on measures he was a huge fiscal and social conservative and he served in the u.s senate for oklahoma from 2005 to 2015 before that he'd been a member of the house of representatives in oklahoma in the u.s congress from 1995 to 2001 before entering the halls of congress he was a doctor who specialized in obstetrics and family practice and he passed away over the weekend a memorial service will be held at a letter date his family announced And again, he passed away over the weekend, diagnosed with cancer back in 2013 while still serving in the U.S. Senate, ended up retiring from Congress, having revealed that he was undergoing treatment for a recurrence of prostate cancer. But uh, a tough loss there. James Lankford ended up succeeding Coburn as Oklahoma's U.S. Senator. And now again, the senator has passed away at age 
72 doctor no who was often on television while he was serving in washington dc and that's a look at the world of southern politics here on today's y'all show after the break stick around we're going to get back to coronavirus coverage dr dean hart is a microbiologist he's also an eye doctor and more and he's going to be our guest and he'll tell us what he thinks of what's going on and how to possibly fight this battle at dr hart standing by we'll have that coverage coming up after the break as well as make sure you stick around into the hour two today we've got some sports headlines to share with you and then our barbecue barrister matt hermans will be on all that right here on the show that covers everything southern this is the y'all show with your host john rawl do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. And we are the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you aboard the program that covers everything in the South. And of course, we've been focused, as the whole world has been, on COVID-19 over the last few days. And to help us understand what in the world is going on, we're going to bring in an expert on the subject, a microbiologist and a New York native. And he's going to be joining us right now. Dr. Dean Hart is our guest here on the Y'all Show. Welcome into the show, sir. Oh, hello, y'all. <laughs> well, we're we're good. We're worried about y'all. 
where are you located we're down south we're down south all over we cover 16 southern states but you are in new york of course y'all are getting pummeled right now with covid19 yeah as i look at the map the south is not immune it would seem it's good to be in the west yes like idaho (laughs) yeah well we're not in idaho unfortunately (laughs) well or fortunately however you want to look at it yeah (laughs) but uh yeah we're the epicenter right here they've developed tents where you can walk over and and get tested if they give you an appointment the problem is that appointments are not abundant for this. So, so, so um, if you have a fever, it takes a day to get the test, then a day to get the results. But the testing is really picking up. Okay. Now, you studying microbiology like you do, does it surprise you that we've seen this COVID-19 outbreak here this year? And could it be even worse than what we're experiencing? Well, we've seen through history all sorts of plagues and uh, epidemics. It's not unusual to think we have an epidemic um, or a pandemic with all the flights and airplanes going all over the world all the time. And uh, not only do people travel, you know, the speed of sound almost, but uh, the packages do too. So we have... A very internet-connected situation here. What surprises me is how well China is actually doing. China's actually doing much better than I would have expected, or we're not getting good reports from them, because the incidence keeps going up and up in New York, and we keep testing and finding more. That doesn't surprise me. The China's arrest of the dilemma, that, that surprises me. Do you trust China? No. Okay. But but you're saying the numbers are good. Now, South Korea is a, it looks like they've done the best job of any country with this thing. Well, can understand that there was the SARS, which is similar to this, is very similar, different strain we have of the SARS. And South Korea was all geared up to deal with the SARS. So they're prepared, and they didn't unprepare. I guess in 2015 or so, they got ready to go in South Korea. And then they never stopped being prepared because they figured it was not a question of if, but when another epidemic would occur. So they were prepared then and just kept it going and probably improved upon the pandemic response for their country. They're still not where we've got to get, but they're way ahead of us because they were able to test people quickly. The key here is science only has a few things it can bring to bear. All these experimental medicines, they're fine to do if you're on the verge of death, and maybe they'll work, but maybe they won't. So the experimental medicines, forget those, as uh, as the future. The future has to be a vaccine, but that could take a year or two. The current situation is keep everybody away from everybody, assuming 100% contamination in this state, and then what you do is you start to get these tests out, which they're doing. We're finally getting rapid tests, not 
enough yet, but within it seems a week or two, we'll have every person in in the tr- this tri-state area where the epidemic's really bad, not upstate New York, but in this area, Long Island, New York City, Westchester, we'll be able to test everybody. And then if we can test people, the people that have had the germs and gotten over it, they can go back to work. Right. If they, they probably have some level of immunity there for a while. That's what we're all looking forward to, visiting with Dr. Dean Hart, a doctor and microbiologist, a former professor at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. We are the Y'all Show with John Rawl, and our website, y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com, is where you'll be able to find us. And if you log on there, you'll be able to see all kinds of coronavirus-related stories, interviews, such as this one right here, but we've done a lot. We've got a lot more coming as we're all over this subject, just like all media outlets are right now. It's an important thing. And Dr. Hart, I have to ask you, since we're a Southern-based show, over these last few days, we've seen temperatures in some of our Southern states get up to around 90, a little bit north of that, a little bit south of that. And so that brings the question, do you, in your opinion, think that the warm weather that is going to be here permanently here in about a month or two but for right now these little little uh, teases if you will that have happened is that a good thing to help get rid of this virus well we want to hope it is plan for the worst hope for the best okay that's all you can do there is certainly data to support that the flu disappears for half a year when it gets all hot and the, the is it the heat the humidity or that we're outside more. We're not, they're all helpful for the flu bug. Now, when you get to this coronavirus, it makes sense scientifically that it's structurally compromised a little bit, but is it gonna be compromised enough to stop its virulence and uh, make it less contagious or kill it for six months while we work on vaccines? That's a good question you got, a great question. And the science is there to support the concept. The proof is in the pudding, and uh, we don't. We we know that it makes sense. It could be a great thing if it gets hot and humid, but it may not be. Yes. We don't know. Yes, sir. Well, I want to ask because this thing is so deadly because it affects the lungs. Is that also what happened with SARS and even the swine flu? Did it get into the people's lungs and cause death that way primarily? Yeah, and MERS was another one that uh, what happens is people that have upper respiratory tract infections, they don't typically die. They may be sick as a dog for a little while, cough and have a fever. When it invades the lower respiratory tract, the lower, the inner lungs and way down there, then the opportunistic microorganisms go to town and these this virus causes all sorts of funky metaphysical changes of your lungs. Even if you get over it, if it's in your lower lungs, you probably will have some compromised breathing for months, years, lifetime. But um, there's two parts, the upper and lower. If it gets into your lower respiratory tract, you're in deep trouble and they're going to probably try that experimental medicine on you. If it's on your upper respiratory tract, you're sick. You could be mildly sick, 80%. 80% it only goes to the upper respiratory tract, and some people don't even realize they're sick. Hmm. 
well dr hart forgive me i'm not as smart as you i didn't go and get all these medical degrees so help me for those of us who aren't so up on our our anatomy the lower respiratory tract what are we talking about here lungs but what what area are we talking about specifically oh yeah the lower respiratory tract is basically lower in the lungs. The upper respiratory tract includes your mouth. Oh, okay. Your, 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 it goes from the air through you into the... But you can have upper... The upper part of the lungs are considered the upper respiratory tract to a limited extent. Then when you get into the bottom of the, the meat of the lungs the most of the lungs that's the lower respiratory tract and that's the deadly version of this disease when it gets into the lower respiratory into your lungs it really when it goes to town in your lungs you're in trouble yes sir and if you don't mind me asking dumb questions here but if i'm asking probably a lot of people also have these same questions a respirator is something that's in great demand right now and you only put that on someone, I assume, when they're in really, really dire straits with this virus. What does a respirator, I guess it simulates breathing, but how do you know when to take somebody off a respirator? Well, you basically, when they don't have a problem breathing, you can test it, and there are different knobs and dials okay. to change the pressure of these things to figure it out. Uh, you also take the temperature. If they have no more temperature and they seem happy and everything, you're more likely to take it out. If okay. they have a horrible fever and a gasping for air, uh, then you need the respirator. It's, um, it's easy enough to figure out and experiment not on the experiment like a laboratory, but you can lower the pumps pressures and then you'll get the, you'll see if it has any deleterious effect and people are able to breathe on their own more. Yes, sir. Well, that makes sense. I guess it's a little bit different from, let's say, somebody who's having to have something keep their heart going. This will be a little bit different the way that it's set up. We're visiting with Dr. Dean Hart, an expert in microbiology and a published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases and, and of course lives in the new york area and we wish everybody there in the empire state the best and surrounding areas as they have been hit more than any other area with the coronavirus outbreak here in this country but of course no state is exempt from this thing and as you are a guy who studies these things dr hart does it surprise you the way this thing spreads so quickly throughout the entire world well, when you look at the nature of the contagiousness of this, it's it's very impressive compared to the flu. It, 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 it's a very delicate thing. This this coronavirus nineteen. It, it's um, the size maybe of a short wavelength of light. It's uh, the diameter is like let's say a hundred nanometers. So it's very small. It's very delicate. When you put alcohol or wash. With soap, it will disrupt the lipids and the proteins of, of the structure and it'll destroy it. So we can kill it. It's very, very small and delicate. The only problem is when you get vi- viral particles, there's so many on the littlest piece that you've got to wash or use alcohol in the proper spots all the time. So there's so many of them. To beat them all is very difficult. Um, but uh, that it's so contagious, 
mm, it's what, three times more contagious than the flu, some people would speculate. But the nature of the deaths, the amount of de- morbidity associated with this is a bit surprising compared to the flu, but not compared to SARS or MERS. That was a 10% death rate. This thing has got a 1% to 4% death rate. Hmm. We had someone on our show earlier this week, and he mentioned, and he was a doctor, and he mentioned that taking vitamins A, B, C, D, and Z would go a long way in helping people try to not get the coronavirus or at least have horrible effects with it. What is your thoughts on vitamins and the immune system? Well, recently in a bioethics class, I mean, we were talking about the vitamins and how much people spend and is it of any value to us with the COVID or without. It's so debatable if vitamins really work. I wouldn't say if I took them, I'd go into an infected area, and I wouldn't say if I'm happy taking them, I would stop because they're worthless. We really... A proper diet is clearly the way to go, and you shouldn't need vitamins. But everybody eats too many Twinkies and wants to, or they want to be so skinny that the see-through. And the diet may not be perfect, and supplementing with vitamins is is okay, makes you happy, and it may benefit you. It should theoretically, scientifically benefit you, but the science doesn't show that the use of vitamins or the lack of use of vitamins with a proper diet is going to make much difference at all. Hmm. Wrapping up our conversation with Dr. Dean Hart, Dr. Microbiologist, former professor at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons right there in New York City. And, Doctor, we want to ask also here as we, we wrap up our conversation with you today, the where do we go from here? What's next in this fight against coronavirus? I was listening to a White House press conference earlier in the week, and Dr. Deborah Burks was talking about how this thing is likely going to have a sort of a three-year cycle, and that's why it's so important to flatten the curve as much as you can here in year one, so that in year two and year three, it's not we're back visiting where we were the previous year. Well, there's a paucity of data to the public. We should be informed far greater than it seems that we are informed, or they just don't have the the numbers. I mean, in a lot of states, there's one or two deaths. You can't really do statistical analysis and predict the three-year outcome on a couple dozen people that have the, these germs. You can do it with flu because millions and millions get the flu, so you can really be knowledgeable about it. Because this is so new, we don't have the data, and without the data, you really can't predict it. To me, the greatest positive thing you can take away. You want to stay healthy because there will be a vaccine, but when? It's not. uh, To me, it seems like modern science will first, we'll get lots of tests so that we can stay healthy and stay away from sick people and sick people can stay away from us. And then on the second level, there will be a vaccine probably in the a year to two years by three years if there wasn't a vaccine i'd be very unimpressed with science Hmm. and again some people point fingers here domestically for us not having the the best response to this thing this is a global problem and i don't think any country has successfully 
fought off this thing and had zero at least a a modern country where people are coming in and out of that every country for goodness sakes even germany's chancellors had to go into quarantine because of the coronavirus yes this is nothing you could ever in a science fiction movie you could see something like this in the world with the zombies and the apocalypse yeah but the thing is that if you were prepared like south korea it helps but we're so technologically sophisticated in the united states if any country is going to get these tests out and catch up for being a slow starter if we're going to catch up this is the country that'll catch up and surpass them all because once we get the tests out, which seems like within a month, everybody in New York State will know, or at least this area of New York State will know if they're positive or negative, if they've had it, they haven't had it. We're going to be on top of the game a lot quicker than the other countries, although some had a head start. Equal sophistication for South Korea and us in the sense to test it, but they were worried about SARS because the next door neighbors eat some funky food in, in China, and, and they were worried, so they didn't de- de-escalate after SARS, as we did. We used the the money for Oh, God only knows what we use the money for. We won't go there. But <laughs> for pandemic, future pandemic response, I don't think they were big on that in this country, but we're such a strong technological country. We're going to catch up and surpass these nations with uh, maybe we're a month or two. If we had spent infinite money preparing for a pandemic, could be could we be a month or two or three ahead of the curve? Yes, but uh, who you can spend infinite money on infinite things. There's limited resources, so uh, the government, uh, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm also an eye doctor. Trust me, hindsight's perfect, but who could have predicted such a thing? I got to give the government the pass in the sense, how would you ever predict something like this by spending huge money for pandemic response? But they had that for the swine flu 10 years ago. They were going to get all these respirators. They were going to get all these pandemic response uh, things set up. And and then quickly thereafter, they forgot about it because Mm. the swine flu didn't have this effect. I think I think that this country, with the Dow dropping two or th- third of a th- uh, third of a of its value in such a short time, that this country will remember. They don't remember the swine flu. People forget a lot of things, but losing all this money and sitting watching your kids not do their homework all day for a month straight—have they closed the schools there? Yes, they're closed pretty much everywhere in the South, or adjusted schedules for sure. Louisiana, actually per capita, is getting hurt about as bad as any state, even more than New York, because it's a much smaller population, and they've had a lot of deaths, and a lot of people come down with the COVID-19. That's just one of our southern states, Florida, also getting hurt pretty bad. So we, we wish everybody the best, whether you're in New York, Washington State, or right here in Dixie. Dr. Dean Hart, your website is DeanHartScientist.com. We encourage everybody to go there and learn more about our guest that's been on today. And thank you for helping us learn a little bit more about the coronavirus, sir. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. And and give us a good New Yorker attitude about how y'all are going to kick coronavirus's butt before we leave you. 
It's a puny little virus. You wash your hands and you can kill it easy enough. <laughs> what he said, everybody. Dr. Dean Hart. More of the Y'all Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The second hour of this y'all show for a Tuesday is here. Hello, welcome in. Our number to connect to us 24-7 on the Y'all Show is 803-816-1170. We welcome your text, phone calls, feedback. We welcome it all right here, y'all. You can also reach us on our website, y'all.com. Y'all, the ultimate guide to the South. And don't forget our Facebook pages. That's plural. We have the Y'all Show Facebook page now up and going. It's at Y'all Show, as well as our y'all.com facebook page which we put every story up and it's just chock full of great information about this region it's all right there on facebook please share please share and follow that's the only thing we ask of you as we deliver these two hours of great southernness each day to you as we start out this second hour of today's y'all show we'll take a look at some sports related things that are in the news and coronavirus certainly going on right now and augusta national this was supposed to be the week right now that you were going to have the second augusta national women's amateur last year was the first year for that and it was a tremendous success there in augusta georgia and then from that you rolled into the drive chip putt competition on sunday and then what would be next week you'd have had the masters week and the the 
pinnacle of great golf in the south is the augusta nationals masters tournament in augusta ga and because the virus this has all been pushed back to a date that we still have no real clue of whether we're going to be able to pull off a masters for 2020 or not but good news coming out of the csra as augusta national has donated now two million dollars toward coronavirus testing relief a great measure by the club as it's currently closed in wake of the crisis and the Masters, again, has been postponed. According to Chairman Fred Ridley in a release they put out, it is our hope that these gifts will help address the many challenges brought about by the coronavirus throughout the city of Augusta and the greater region. We believe Augusta National has an important responsibility to support and protect the community who has so generously and consistently supported us for many years. The Augusta National released details saying that a million dollars would go to Augusta University, which is home of the Medical College of Georgia. That will help expand coronavirus testing with another million dollars given to the COVID-19 CSRA Emergency Fund, which was launched to directly support relief, uh, relief efforts for the most vulnerable populations affected by the coronavirus pandemic in the Augusta area. And that includes augusta martinez you also have evans in that area then across the savannah river you've got north augusta as well as aiken south carolina all that right there in the csra as at least locally the augusta national golf club helping out the local community and that medical school we told you about medical college of georgia is the i i would say the most prestigious most historic medical school in georgia only emory and atlanta may have something to say about that but i think the medical college of georgia goes back to the early 1800s when it was founded and now it's part of augusta university but a tremendous facility there along the banks of the savannah river and and a great gesture by the augusta national and let's all hope that very very soon the masters is held because that would be a beautiful thing although if it's held in the fall let's say they hold it where i think they want to hold it in september you won't have those blooming azaleas like you would see in early april but we'll just have to we'll just have to deal with it and see if tiger woods can come back and defend his title in 2020 now to the world of from we'll move over from golf to tennis wimbledon has now been canceled due to the pandemic and that's an unfortunate thing for that event that was supposed to be held I think it's in June. Starts June 29th. It's scheduled this year, June 29th until July 12th is when that happens there at the All England Club just outside of London, England. But yes, it looks like Wimbledon's now been canceled. So your second major of the year at the All England Club, which is where this would be held now, it's canceled, not even postponed. So if that's gone, you would think the, the French Open would also be in jeopardy and even the September area the september labor day weekend u.s open event would also be in jeopardy with the world of tennis so many things happening with this coronavirus that's actually things happening so fast it's hard to hard to keep up with what all is going on to be honest with you but unfortunately it looks like wimbledon is off for 2020 now it looks like shaka smart who came to texas from vcu he's going to be retained as texas's head coach on the basketball front after getting public backing of the texas longhorns athletic director and yes it looks like athletic director chris del conti has confirmed that that coach smart is the longhorns coach in five seasons in austin coach smart is 90 and 78 40 and 50 in big 12 play that's not very good 
as he's had led Texas to two NCAA tournament appearances, which both ended in first-round losses. Now, he was a big name coming from VCU, where he helped lead the VCU Rams to appearances from 2011 to 2015, but he's hard, had a hard time trying to keep that success going in the Big 12. But it looks like maybe the coronavirus, in this case, could have helped propel the athletic director to keep Shaka Smart around before going to vcu if you're an acc fan you probably remember coach smart was an assistant at clemson for a number of years when they were pretty good on the hard court there at little john coliseum but texas you're gonna have to deal with shaka smart just a little bit longer maybe he'll get it turned around next year speaking of the big 12 conference it's going to join other conferences including the acc and sec in allowing virtual meetings for the college teams as these all the power five conferences now allowing virtual meetings between the coaches the athletes and the staff and this started on monday and all virtual group activities including film study are limited to two hours per week in all sports only countable coaches may conduct virtual film study technical discussions tactical sessions and other non-physical activities all this because again of covid19 Now, this comes in the Big 12 a week after Oklahoma's coach, Lincoln Riley, whose team won the Big 12 championship in football last year, was critical of the system that was currently in the conference, feeling as if the league was lagging behind others in the virtual space, as Coach Riley went on to tell a Norman radio station, KREF, We've not been able to do virtual meetings. Our players have not been able to come into our weight rooms, even on an individual basis. We haven't been able to send them equipment, whereas a lot of other conferences like the ACC, they've been able to do all of those things. This hasn't been a positive, but now it looks like all other conferences are at least virtually having some semblance of of normality, although it's still not quite the same as being together in a room and doing real coaches. In fact, remember, most of these teams should be having spring football go on right now on the football side. But this this is actually applicable to all of your various sports. So even your golf teams, your tennis teams, your equestrian teams in some of the SEC schools, they can now have virtual meetings and that's approved by the conferences that they are in. Now, a big question emerging right now as we're now about to turn our page into April. That's going to happen. going to happen sooner than you think. In fact, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's April 1st, and I'm not fooling you. And so April 1st means we're five months away from the start of college football, and the drum beats are starting to mount. Is there going to be a 2020 college football season? Is there going to be a 2020 NFL season? Well, a lot of people are starting to talk about it, and we're seeing people like an expert, Warren K. Zola, say, I'm not trying to be overly pessimistic, but I'm doubtful we're going to have a 2020 football season, college or NFL. That's what he said. Also, Kirk Herbstreit, he kind of was the first person to go out nationally, and he said last week he'd be shocked if the 2020 season happens for either college or NFL, as he discussed the potential of all football being canceled this year when he was on an ESPN radio show. He said, quote, I'll be shocked if we have NFL football all this fall. If we have college football, I'll be so surprised if this happens. Just because, from what I understand, people that I listen to, you're 12 to 8 months, 12 to 18 months away from a vaccine. I don't know how you let these guys go into locker rooms and let stadiums be filled up and how you can play ball. I just don't know how you could do it with the optics of it. That from Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet went on to say, 
if he was in charge of either the NFL or the NCAA, he'd already be set to announce the football season was being canceled. Next thing you know, according to what he said, you got a locker room full of guys that are sick, and that's on your watch. I wouldn't want to have that. As much as I hate to say it, I think we're scratching the surface of where this thing's going to go. That could be the case. Now, last week, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson released a video statement saying he was very hopeful the college campaign would take place this fall, but he added sports are on the back burner for now. As he said, football will take care of itself. Our team's in a good place. We are all missing sports in general and all of those things. And hopefully, when we do get our lives back on track, hopefully we'll have even more of an appreciation for the privilege we have of living in this country and all the information and knowledge and the great and wonderful doctors and nurses we have out there. It's amazing what's going on right now in our country and all these great people that are serving so many. Those are the words of Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers, your runner-up to the 2019 College Football National Championship, but certainly winners here two of the last couple of years for the Clemson Tigers. That A lot of people now realizing that college football, the 2020 season, is certainly in jeopardy. As I know we're supposed to have games on August 29th. August 29th is when Marshall and East Carolina are going to get it together in Greenville, North Carolina, in the 50th anniversary of that horrible plane crash of the Marshall football team. And they're going to have that 50th year anniversary be commemorated with a game there at ECU because that's where Marshall traveled back in 1970 for that football game. And on their way back to Huntington, they had that horrible crash that, of course, the movie We Are Marshall features and and matthew mcconaughey does a hell of a job with that movie and it's a great story something if you're out binge watching right now might be worth worth a view here as we're looking for good movies and enough of this tiger king thing i i haven't seen it i don't think i'm gonna see it because i don't want to be just like everybody else right now but that's the the story if you're gonna take a, a a new thing that's popped up because of the coronavirus it's not other things out there the memes and stuff it's this tiger king whatever the heck that is i don't even know how to watch it if y'all know how to watch it and it's worth it let me know 803-816-1170 or you can email us y'all show at y'all.com and that's a quick look what's going on in sports across the southeast here on this tuesday after the break our barbecue barrister matt hermans is on standby and he's going to be on to share barbecue greatness now this is actually an interview we did with him more than a year ago it's from april of 2019 but it's all still relevant and much needed right now a rewind to a great interview with matt hermans our barbecue barrister it's up next as we close out this tuesday show we'll be right back here with you on the wednesday edition we're going to have fun stuff acc football and basketball to share with you as well as our music maven precious harris we'll talk about the passage of joe diffie at the age of 61 due to coronavirus that and the passage of jan howard over the weekend grand Ole opry star that and more country music news from our nashville music line report all that on the wednesday show thank you for listening and we've made it through another month and we'll be turning the page to the month of april on wednesday's show so until that time thank y'all for listening to the show that's all about y'all and all about the south have you wanted to speak a new language but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time then go to babble.com 
Download the app and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate bug just a sip of no suds ain't ever too early. Tuesdays are for barbecue talk here on the Y'all Show. Welcome into the show that's all about the South. And yes, it's all about grilling and finding good Q and more. And we find that with our with help from our good friend Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Welcome back into the Y'all Show, Barrister. How are you, sir? I am doing good, man. It's good to catch up with you again. I don't know how we can get through each week without you to be honest with you yeah you know i kind of feel the same way it's kind of a codependent relationship we got going here <laughs> i like that codependent yeah <laughs> yeah is i guess it's okay if we come out publicly with our relationship sure hey it's been on the i guess it's uh it's kind of been front page news right yeah, yeah for sure yeah. i guess having a barbecue relationship is very important and you know matt we just got past valentine's day a couple months ago and we've got easter around the corner i, I think people need to be okay with their barbecue-ness they need to be okay sharing that with others including their loved ones oh i agree i mean that's that's the you know not to get all sappy but that's one of the best things about barbecue you do a great job and 
put out a magnificent product and you get to see, you know, friends and family, you know, you get to see their face when they bite into it. You know, that's uh, partially a little probably selfish because you did a, did a good job. But the other side is you like to make people happy. Barbecue makes people happy. Well, man, I was watching something over the weekend on CBS prior to golf coverage that came on there. And I, I promise I, I, I should know the name. I don't. The, the, the featured person, maybe you saw it. He was a longtime NBA player, but I don't know his name. I know he was an all-star at some point, but he was from the Dallas area and he was playing for the Spurs or recently finished playing for the Spurs. And he was involved on some show that aired on Sunday afternoon and they went into his high school coaches house in the dallas area and did a renovation of the home while the coach and his wife went off for a few days and the reason i bring this up i don't know if you saw it or not but the reason i bring it up is part of the the whole renovation the coach of this high school when he was from high school in, in the dallas area he he loved to barbecue and so he had a grill outside and it was not a very fancy grill so part of the renovation of this home included putting in a, a heck of a barbecue smoking area but the, the the reason I'm bringing it up with you, sir, is we talk about give a little, take a little when it comes to romance and relationships. Well, this high school coach had been married to his wife for decades, and she didn't like to go outside. So in the renovation that this basketball star did there for his high school coach, they put a covered area over the barbecue grill so that she could at least go outside and enjoy the backyard. So is, isn't that a nice story? That's a fantastic story. Uh, my my initial thought was, I'd love that. That would be a wonderful treat uh, to see. But I would want to keep that old pit. Sometimes you grow attached to those things, especially if you got them down just right. So hopefully they didn't throw his old crappy pit away. Hopefully they left that around. But uh, yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't think it was a barbecue pit. By the way, it was Lamarcus Aldridge who was part of this. Does that name sound okay. familiar? Yeah, he played basketball at the University of Texas. Okay. Well, he was on this show, and again, they gave him a lot of love as he went in and helped do the renovation on CBS. This aired over the weekend. I think it was a repeat as uh, San Antonio Spurs forward. Uh, I guess he'll have a lot more time maybe in the offseason to to get back into the renovation and doing barbecue grill and improving, huh? Very cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Now, we don't talk a lot of NBA with you. I know at one time you were kind of a Mavericks fan. How's the NBA standings looking these days for you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I have no idea. Isn't Dirk retiring this year? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of wheeled around like a mascot at this point. But, uh, no, it's it's been a while for me. I'm not going to pretend. I, I have no idea. Um, just no clue. See, that's the kind of honesty I give you. I'm always going to be honest with you, John. Yeah, you were a Mavericks fan when it wasn't cool to be a Mavericks fan, and I'm not sure it's cool right now. <laughs> no, 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 I probably not anymore. But yeah, no, I was, I was when I was younger, whenever they were uh, futilely yeah, yeah. trying to do something. But yeah, they had some good times, you know, seven, eight years ago. And uh, yeah, you know, I just kind of. I got other things going on now. Oh, okay. Well, the Mavericks, I guess, will be okay without your support. Darn yeah. you! I think they will. I think they will. And I don't think you became a traitor. It's not like you started pulling for the Rockets or something like that. No, no. I just kind of not at all. Not at all. I'm um, definitely not a front runner type like that. I just kind of don't pay attention to the NBA at all anymore. Things well, happen. You, it, know, you get older. You change. If you, know? you did pay attention to the NBA, by the way, this is the final week of the regular season, and the playoffs are about to start. 
I don't know if the Spurs are going to make it or not. We actually mentioned on Monday's show how in the Eastern Conference it's a really quick and tight race going on with about four teams trying to get the final two spots. So enough NBA madness. Probably NBA and barbecuing probably don't go all that well together anyway, right? Well, I, you know, not necessarily, but if you are a hardcore NBA fan, there's 82 games in every season. So theoretically, <laughs> that's 80, 82 chances to cook, right? But yeah. no, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully Mr. Aldridge in his effort to help out his old high school coach, that renovation went well. But what the coach had out there, Matt, was it was kind of your El Cheapo grill that you might buy at the gas station. And so they they put in the kind of circular smoking looking deal and they put it. What was neat about it is they put it in in kind of encircled within a table. So the grill was part of a table. I'm sure you've seen something like that. I'm trying to picture it in my head, circular. Uh, it, it was like a almost like one of those crazy things that they sell all over the place. Okay. I, I can imagine. So that would be kind of a yeah, like a like definitely a grill. So you've got a table around it. You've got the grill in the middle. Is that right? Yeah. Well, the, the grill's kind of over on the right hand side of the table. Okay. They've got a big okay. circle cut out in the table. And, oh, they, I got and, and that's for food preparation and all that. But when I saw it, I'm oh, like, hey, geez. is that not scary to have a grill right beside a table or part of a table? <laughs> I guess you learn real quick. You know, you, you got to uh, you got to stay away from it, especially if it's hot. But no, that would be really, uh, really uh, handy. You know, you prep your food, goes right on the grill, comes right off. There's no. There's no balancing uh, large pieces of meat on tongs like I do coming into the kitchen. You know, sometimes sometimes a dog may get a piece of meat that it wasn't supposed to get. So uh, that's pretty cool. That's actually pretty um, uh, efficient and handy. What, I like what, one of the, what does the barrister do when you have preparation and you're out grilling? Do you have a kind of area outside at least next to the grill? So I've got, yeah, we're we're kind of uh, spaces at a premium where I live. Uh, we live in an old house on a small lot, and uh, so I've got I've got three grills out there, and uh, I've got a charcoal grill, I've got a smoker, and then I've got a, a gas grill for uh, quick stuff. So I've got them all out there, ready to roll, depending on what I need. And I'll be honest, you know, I will typically not think that far ahead. So if I've got a steak out there. I will typically look around and realize that I did not bring anything out there to transport it. So I will generally use the old, the old tong balancing deal where I'll scoop both steaks up on tongs and I'll run up the ramp into the house and (laughs) put it on a cutting board. But if I'm thinking ahead, I will bring out, I've got a little uh, prep table thing out there that goes next to the charcoal grill. I will actually bring stuff out there, a little foil pan or some uh, butcher paper or something to kind of wrap stuff up. But uh, I've been known to, say oh my goodness uh, this piece of steak this steak is done it's got to come off right now and here we go scoop it up and let's roll so that's a confession day i guess well confess one more time why three grills what's the difference between the three yeah very very important uh gas grill uh, very very quick uh, instant heat um you know if you want to cook a a flat piece of meat, a pork chop, a steak, a burger. Uh, the gas grill is extremely, extremely um, convenient. But, uh, of course, the flavor is different on a gas grill. You don't have any charcoal. And the way the fat hits the uh, hits the metal does not give you anywhere near the same type of flavor it does when the, when the meat fat hits charcoal. So uh, that is purely a convenience 
uh, grill right there when it's, you know, I got 10 minutes. Let's, let's make it happen quickly. Uh, charcoal grill again is, is kind of, uh, you just, you grill just like you would have on a gas grill and vice versa, but it's, you use charcoal in it. So you get that charcoal flavor and you might not think there's a big difference, but if we sat down and, uh, I gave you a big old bite of a hamburger that was cooked over charcoal versus one that was cooked on a gas grill. Uh, you might like both of them, but you would be able to pick out the charcoal grill immediately. So that that's uh, it's pretty versatile too. You, know, you can put things on the side and got to have that one. And then the smokers for barbecue. So we've kind of talked about the definitions of boards before. So large pieces of meat, rib, pork butt, brisket, you know, turkey, chicken, big, long, low cooks for actual barbecue, not just grilling is, is what my smoke is for. So a place for everything and every meat in its place. That's the way I got it going. Well, not everybody is lucky enough to have three grill options like the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue enjoys. So we're kind of kind of envious of that. And I'm also envious that I don't have this nba superstar coming by and doing a a home renovation lamarcus aldridge if you want to come by my house come on by by the way the show that he was a part of on cbs that we encourage y'all if you want to google it and see that backyard that he helped renovate it's called superstar renovation and again it aired over the weekend you probably could find it somewhere out there on youtube or something like that and if lamarcus shows up at your door you might as well put a big smile on your face he's going to be doing some good things there we will be doing good things with the barrister of bodacious barbecue when we come back we will continue talking with him about all things q i'll tell him about my visit to walmart over the weekend and i found some sauces on the shelf that i've just got to see if he's heard of them and get his take all that is coming up next as we conclude our tuesday y'all do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. 
sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. There ain't a four-lane road within 20-something miles of here. This town ain't got a Walmart and never ever will. There's a church and a fill-in station where you get your gas. Then there's Dixie Rose Deluxes. Honky-tonk feed store, gun shop, used car, beer, babe, barbecue, barbershop, laundromat. We're back. It's the final segment of today's Y'all Show as we discuss all things barbecue with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. I'm John Rawl. Hope y'all are doing well, and we are having fun talking Q and much, much more. Matt, I was at Walmart over the weekend, a place that you probably try to stay away from if I had to guess, right? Yeah, generally, yes. But, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I was in there and I had a little extra time to kill. And I noticed in the barbecue, I mean, at least when you are at Walmart, have you ever gone there and looked at all the barbecue sauces they have? Oh, man. Yes. It's a big, uh, big business for sure. There's probably 30, maybe 40 different kinds of thing. Yeah. I, there, there's all kinds. And, and frankly, there was a brand that I had never heard of until I was in there over the weekend, and it was kind of a premium-looking barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. It's called Lily Q's. Have you ever heard of that? L-I-L-L-I-E apostrophe S, Lily's Q. No, I have not, but I would. Uh, I am a, a barbecue sauce sampler. I'd love to try it. Well, to the, the reason it caught my eye is they, they had various different sauces to choose from, and I'll just rattle off from their website what all they have available i am not saying it's good i'm not saying it's horrible i don't know <laughs> but at least from a packaging standpoint and from a variety standpoint lily's q appears to have it going on okay are you ready for this are you gonna be able to I'm you gonna ready. be able to handle this i'm braced i'm sitting down okay. lay it on me all right again the site is l-i-l-l-i-e-s-q.com lily's q.com they have hot smoky sauce. They have smoky barbecue sauce. They have Carolina barbecue sauce. And I know you want to know, like, what the heck is Carolina barbecue sauce? Th- yeah. This is described as Western Carolina barbecue oh, so sauce. Okay. So that's what, that's what this is. The Western Carolina based sauce. Then my favorite, you know what my favorite is? I know it's coming. It's yellow, isn't it? Yeah. It's called gold. A tangy mustard-based sauce, and it's called South Carolina Mustard is the name of this gold barbecue sauce. But again, I haven't had it, so I don't want to brag on it too much. But but Lily's keeps on going with their offerings. I mean, I got a bunch more to go through. They have something called ENC that's decorated in a nice North Carolina Tar Heel colored blue. And this is described as a Carolina vinegar sauce, hottest of its kind, not south. I don't know why they call it this. North of the Mason-Dixon line. And last time I checked, North Carolina was south of the Mason-Dixon line. So they might want to yeah. work on their product there. I was uh, I was wondering about that myself. I thought maybe that. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe their maybe their company. Maybe Lily's is, is based <laughs> north of the Mason-Dixon. I think I so. Know. I think so. But I have to ask you, Mister Sauce Guy, Mister Barbecue Barrister. 
What's the yes, difference sir. between Eastern North Carolina sauce and Western North Carolina? Uh, ketchup, right? So the Western North Carolina sauce is kind of red. Uh, it's okay. got ketchup, a little bit sweeter, and the Eastern is typically uh, essentially very, very liquid-like, something you'd find at the skyline in. Very, uh, very, very, very vinegary. All right. Well, part of the reason that Lily's Q caught my eye was because right there on the shelf they had something called ivory barbecue sauce. And oh, I bet I know what that is. Uh, you go ahead. Take a gamble. I'm guessing that's kind of an Alabama white sauce. You got it. They call it the Northern Alabama white. And we're not talking about wine or champagne here. We're talking about barbecue sauces here on the Y'all Show. And ivory barbecue sauce from Lily's Q. A sweet, tangy sauce. is a. It's a true Alabama white Q sauce with a pinch of cayenne. Did they have cayenne in the time that you've been in Decatur, Alabama at Bob Gibson's? No, I didn't detect any cayenne, but uh, I do, you know, black pepper in there for sure. But uh, I, you know, shoot, I think I like a little bit of heat, especially in kind of a creamy sauce like that. So that could be good. Yeah. Well, that's offered as ivory barbecue sauce. They also have bourbon barrel age smoky. Then they have zero sugar Carolina barbecue sauce. So I guess if you're on a diet, that might be a little bit better option for you. Then they got something, Matt. I got to get your take on hot pepper vinegar. Where do you yeah. where do you find hot pepper vinegar style barbecue sauce? Yeah, that would be a uh, kind of a uh, North Carolina style sauce. So specifically, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of what I mentioned. Uh, uh, the Skylight Inn is very famous for their hot vinegar pepper sauce, and I would imagine that's kind of what they're basing it on. Very famous joint in, in North Carolina. They do chopped whole hog. And essentially, it's uh, vinegar in a hot sauce, like a crystal or a, a Louisiana or something like that. Uh, a little bit of sugar, uh, but all kind of mixed together into it. It's not, you wouldn't even think of it as a sauce. It's just kind of a squirting, kind of a liquid, spicy vinegar squirt with some seasoning in there and hot sauce mixed into it. So uh, that goes right into the chopped whole hog. And uh, I would imagine that is what they're replicating because their favorite, uh, skylight in that kind of area is very famous for that hot pepper vinegar sauce you can call it that they put uh, on the on the fatty pork that 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 hot vinegar kind of mixes with the fatty pork and pretty good combination it's pretty fantastic so yeah that's wanna, my want to give a proper shout out to skylight in and aiden a-y-d-e-n north carolina that's in the eastern portion of the state not all that far from greenville north carolina in the eastern section as we said of the tar hill state and this hot pepper vinegar is described as a spicy apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. yeah i should have made that yeah clear that it's it's always going to be apple cider vinegar the distilled what you call white vinegar is just we just way too astringent really for any type of um, sauce application anytime i use vinegar in sauce it's going to be apple cider it's it's tastier and it's smoother than that white vinegar okay and i have to ask you sound like a doctor here you're talking about astringent and things like that <laughs> okay dr Hermans, thank you stat yeah, yeah, come okay. to back okay. to a stat sir now yes, sir. they also have something they offer called bloody and this is the bloody mix it's got a solid tomato tang with a healthy kick of pepper and this is i guess considered a sauce have you seen anything that combines tomato and pepper together as a sauce? I mean, it sounds like kind of a Bloody Mary mix, sort of. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Maybe that's kind of what it is. It's maybe it's a peppery tomato based sauce. I'll tell you what that that kind of uh, kind of intrigues me a little bit yeah. because well, that's they, a little bit mysterious. Well, they call it a Bloody Mary mix, spicy Bloody Mary mix from Lily's Q. But why in the world would you use them for making? I guess yeah. ha, I guess having the taste of a Bloody Mary and barbecue is that does that sound like a good I thing? I you know. I don't know. Maybe it's good. <laughs> Maybe it's delicious. It is a savory drink. So, you know, you ever seen those Bloody Marys? They got the whole uh, whole rib sticking out of them. Or they got a whole burger sticking out of them. I mean, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, they, in addition to sauces, this company, and again, they're not a sponsor, but they should be of the Barrister's Report. They have rubs, and that's something you and I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about. They offer a Carolina Dirt barbecue rub and a Q rub. Are there certain areas of the South that you see rub used more often? Oh, I would say no. I would say any uh, any barbecue uh, from Texas to Virginia, from Arkansas to Florida, I say you would find some kind of rub uh okay. otherwise you you're just not going to get the bark that is kind of part and parcel of good barbecue which of course bark is kind of the dark smoky outer outer layer of meat which is, is very very emblematic of barbecue so no it's got to be some type of rub now rubs of course vary widely you have a very very sweet rub um you can have a uh, in certain parts of say central texas you have a dalmatian rub which is just white salt and black pepper um, but I mean, and then everything in between Memphis has, uh, rubs that they use just at the end. You know, we've talked about those before and those are kind of paprika, coriander, very savory type rubs. So yeah, rub is, rub is incredibly important to barbecue. Um, you might even say that you're not doing barbecue at all if you don't have a rub. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, it's very important and, and that's ubiquitous across the South. And here Just you go with one, another one of them fancy words, ubiquitous here on the y'all show with the yeah. professor of all things, barbecue, his PhD is in barbecuing. You mentioned that Dalmatian rub. Now, is that kind of an equal part salt and pepper or is there one of the two that's more common? Yeah. Um, it's probably 60, 40, uh, pepper. Okay. Uh, but, but almost, almost 50, 50, usually a, a, a thicker grain salt, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not to say that that is the only type of rub that, that people in Central Texas will use, but that's a very popular rub, just salt and pepper, heavy, and then smoke. Okay. So, yeah, that, obviously the dog's color is kind of the basis. <laughs> of that. Really, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, no, it's kind of, you got me in the academic mode now. I feel like, uh, you know, pontificating on all these things. Yeah, I like it. I like, I like, <laughs> like to maybe maybe a little smarter barbecue report here today with the barrister bodacious barbecue matt hearman's our special guest this is the y'all show as we close out our tuesday show that's all about the south and all about barbecue and by the way lilliesq.com if you go to that website in addition to offering great sauces they have some barbecue potato chips that you can buy they call them kettle chips but they have great offerings like buttermilk sweet onion kettle chips and hot pepper vinegar kettle chips carolina dirt barbecue kettle chips off also there and i think it's a yankee company but if you've got a few extra dollars you want to blow sometime you might want to check them out see if they're any good and you can find their product in some walmart stores across the region too in case you don't want to go online and order and that is our very nice uh sponsors un- non-sponsored sponsorship of lily's q how about that 
I like it. Uh, and you got me interested. I'm going to have to go check it out myself. Well, at least from a packaging standpoint, I'll give them credit. Now, it may, yeah. it may taste like awful water when you get it, but uh, <laughs> at least from a, what I'm looking at and what I saw in a store, which is a lot, lot, lot of marketing is just how things look, Matt. I'm sure you no know that. About it. Yeah, that's true. Did you that's learn true. that in your PhD of barbecuing? Yeah, that's like that's like marketing 103. That's one of those junior level classes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I have to ask you since you brought it up earlier, you talked about the the difference you can detect the difference between a gas grill and a charcoal grill. Oh yeah. Now, if I'm running a restaurant, how often do people have charcoal grills in restaurants? Um, not often, but uh, it does happen. So, uh, typically, uh, there. Typically, you will know. I mean, if you've got a charcoal grill going, you're going to see uh, smoke uh, coming out because charcoal does smoke. Gas grills do not. So, wow. what one that comes to mind? We've talked about before, and we've had kind of a you know a deeper conversation about whether it's barbecue or is it grill or whatever. It's kind of its own thing. So, the rendezvous in Memphis is a unique method of cooking their ribs. But this charcoal, they essentially have these charcoal boxes. They put the ribs over the charcoal in kind of a bank safe type uh, method, which is unique unto itself. Uh, but, yeah, that's a charcoal grill in a, in a kitchen in a restaurant, and you can smell it all across town. So um, usually nine times out of ten, any type of grill, I even use grill in quotation marks. Cause a lot of times a restaurant will call a, a flat top griddle a grill, which is a very different meaning than what, what we have. But it's always, always going to be a gas or even electric. So, uh, but you'll know it. You know it if there's a charcoal grill, they'll typically tell you uh, and you'll be able to smell it. Hey, it's kind of <laughs> like being out in the old West when you saw a fire off in the distance. If you were a, a person of uh, a tribe, you knew that, uh, well, there's somebody over there that if I see a smoke yeah. fire and if you're on the trail of the South looking for some good barbecue or some good, even hamburgers and stuff like that, if you see smoke coming out of a building that's making food, chances are, at least from what you're telling us, professor, that's going to be a barbecue. That's going to be a charcoal grill in action, right? Yeah, well, I will tell you this. I'll go a step further. Yeah, if you're looking for barbecue anywhere and there's no smoke, you don't smell any smoke coming out of that place, you know, you might as well stay in the car because I don't know what's going <laughs> on there. There's, you got to be, you got to be, to make barbecue, you got to be burning wood, charcoal, and all the above. So, yeah, no smoke equals turn that turn signal on, get back on the freeway. Yeah, but what if you want a good hamburger? I mean, can you can you get yeah. a good hamburger from a charcoal place that's around the south? Oh, well, you know, hamburgers, uh, some people prefer a griddle burger, a thin kind of a griddle burger uh, that you just put on a, on a griddle. Some people like them, uh, you know, charcoal grilled. But tra- hamburgers are very kind of subjective by the person. I know my dad, for instance, my dad loves a, you know, a thin kind of a griddle burger, kind of crispy around the edges. You know, um, I myself, I like a fat uh, charcoal burger, you know, a little bit pink in the middle, you know, very, very different. So um, that is, that's kind of based on your, your kind of your taste preferences, you know what I mean? So uh, burgers, oof, that's a whole different, that's a whole different animal. Well, clearly. does the same theory apply for burger joints as it does for barbecue joints? I mean, do a lot of burger joints use charcoal grills? No, no, no. You're, no. In fact, I mean, yeah. If you have a, a mom and pop type place and they have a charcoal grill, that's that's fantastic. But none of the places you're familiar with, 
that you would see along the highways and byways. None of these places are typically going to use anything. Any charcoal, it'd be a, at best, it'd be like a flame broiler machine, which is a, a gas flame. Ah. But typically, it's going to be a, a hot griddle. Okay. Well, thank you for ruining my day. I was looking forward to either a good bur- burger or, or maybe a hot dog, but uh, I guess I'll have just have to be looking on the skyline for a fire coming out of a barbecue restaurant. Matt Hermans, we appreciate it. Again, the website for this Yankee company is lilliesq.com, and it's just a simple Q, letter Q. And you can go there, and if you order it, let us know. Our number, 803-816-1170. You can let us know if it was wonderful or if it was terrible. Hey, no problem. We, we just want to hear about it here on the Y'all Show. But, again, they get a thumbs up, at least on the marketing side of things. Well, Matt, have a good rest of your day, and we will see you at a charcoal grill real soon, sir. All right. Fantastic. We'll see you next time. All right. Well, that will wrap up today's show. Reminder, tomorrow we'll have our country music spotlight. i got to talk to Precious about this weekend's ACM Awards. We had some big winners. We'll get her take on that. Plus, we'll have a whole lot more good stuff and an ACC spotlight coming your way on the Wednesday, y'all. So don't miss it. And again, thanks to Matt for being on. And in hour one, our special guest was Antoine Seawright, and he's a Democratic strategist, and you see him often on CBSN. Appreciate him giving his take on the 2020 presidential contenders. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, and exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up because there's a lot more to say. 
And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.